Welcome to Rory Ray's Business Siren Have It All Radio for Women. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's interview. I have as my special guest the great coach, Jamie Light. You can go to her website, coachingbyjamielight.com. What makes Jamie so utterly amazing is how she is living her own life. She is the epitome of a woman who knows how to have fun, knows how to be with men, knows how to run a business. She really has it all for in my book. So I want to introduce you to Jamie Light. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Rory. So good to hear you. So oh, good to, good to talk to you. you. Yeah, yeah. It's all true, just what you said. <laughs> well, true. tell me about all the fun you're having. I'm having so much fun. You know, I'm pretty older, older, and I've been around a lot, but I haven't had this much fun in my whole life, in my whole life, these last couple of years of doing the things I've learned from you. It's just, it's just incredible. I have one, one interested lover who lives in Mexico, who has a resort, a beautiful area of Mexico, and he just called me last night and said he cannot wait to be with me again, and he, he, he said he just misses me so much and he's buying me a ticket, another ticket. He bought me a ticket a couple months ago to come down and be with him again, and He's really serious. I mean, I think this is going to be a visit which is going to be momentous. Um, but in any case, it, it's just been, I, it's so interesting about him is, is that I knew him about 35 years ago. And we worked together at a university. And we just got reconnected in April. And it's just been incredible. It's just been really sweet and wonderful. And that just happened on the tail of another relationship that tragically ended with um, my lover's death. He died unexpectedly. and But that one came about because of your teachings as well. Well, just, uh, I, I've got uh, to drill down here. First of okay. all, do you want to say how old you were? I can. It doesn't matter. What do you think? Does it matter? Do you want me to? Yeah, well, if, if since you said I'm old, well, my first thing I thought was you're in your 80s and you're not. So, right. But right. go ahead and say 70. it. Okay. All right. And you're having an, and ever since I've known you, which is about three years now, uh-huh. you've had an incredible time with men. You've never been without men. You've been around men, yeah. attracted men. So. There's so many women who are just over 40 and think that, you know, it's never going to happen for them, and you're just totally proving that wrong. What we're talking about really today is about having it all, but I know that you also run a huge business, right? I do, I do. It's it's successful right now. It hasn't always been successful, but right now... It's pulling its own weight, and it's um, we're getting more clients, and I'm out there when I'm when I'm working in the business. I'm just really working in the business and um, getting new clients and um, getting productive clients. Clients that really what, what want to work with What kind of a firm do you run? It's an architecture engineering firm. And, and on top of that, 14. you are a certified coach. Coach, I am. I'm a certified coach, and I'm also a certified author of uh, e magazine articles. And 
Yeah, it's just, it's all there. It's it's exactly what you said. It's exactly what you've been talking about. All right, how did you meet all these guys? Well, um, the first bunch of guys that I started going out with after I'd broken up in a abusive kind of relationship that I'd been in for a long time, for about 11 years. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. Um, it was it was beautiful in some ways, but it was definitely abusive in other ways. And um, I, and not necessarily his fault. I, I had a lot to do with it because of the way that I was being in that relationship with Let's him. talk about that one, okay? Because here okay, you are, sure. a woman who was in an abusive relationship who got out of that. That is pretty yeah. amazing in itself, but then turned it around to be with men who were not abusive. So how do right. you, how would you help women? How do you help women in that situation? What, what is it that you think you contributed to that situation and how did you get out of it and how do you help another woman get out of it? Yeah, yeah. Basically, I was very needy. I was needy in the relationship. My attention was completely on him. He was my sole life at the time. And so he he just felt like he could treat me badly, I guess, or just not. Not that he felt he's a good person in a lot of ways, but I, because of my neediness, yeah. I just attracted that kind of energy from him. And um, it was pretty rough for a long time, just a... A lot of heartache, a lot of watching him go out with other women, being, um, you know, just him telling me that he loved me, and then just the next day going out with somebody else. It was, it was very hard. It was a hard relationship. But when I started listening to your tapes and reading your books, I started to feel like I could do something about it, and so I got on Match.com. Um, Listen to somebody, oh, listen to somebody explaining how to write a really good profile. And I started getting lots of, of input, lots of interest in going out with me. And the thing that was so interesting about this was, was that I, I looked, I was looking for a certain kind of person on these, on these sites. And one of the people that wrote me was not that kind of person. He, his picture was just creepy looking I wasn't interested in him he uh, the, he called me up and wanted to go to a football game and I don't know about other people but I hadn't ever been to a football game and I wasn't really interested in going to one but I didn't have anything to do that weekend so I said sure we'll go and at that point it, we went on a couple of dates and I I didn't really feel physically attracted to him or didn't just feel I didn't feel physical about being in a physical relationship with anyone really at that point but I realized that it might be something that I needed to overcome so I decided that I was going to take a pole dancing class to just get more sexual or sensual and um, I told him that I was going to take this pole dancing class and he said well why don't you practice on me and our lap dance class was a lap dance class also. And I said, okay. And so I was I was totally embarrassed and not really ready to do it, but I started practicing. And as I started practicing, I started feeling more sensual, more sexual. And when he came over and I did it for him, I just got totally turned on. And from that point on, we wow. just started having 
a beautiful relationship that way as well. And it just for and it just grew. It my heart got much more involved with him and <clears throat> tragically he passed away in, in last February, but um was all of a sudden. But So you're out of an abusive relationship, you meet a great man and then he dies. Yeah. How yeah. how did you move on? Well, like I said, this was the, this has been the most fun part of my existence ever, and that was just there were other people on Match.com that started asking me out, and I started going out with some of them, and then I my sister was friends with Robert, who's the the resort owner in Mexico, and she just wrote him and said, you know, because he'd always had a crush on me, sort of. She told me, and I had a crush on him, and. And um, she just she just talked to him and said, "How would you? Are you dating anyone now?" And she sort of acted as a matchmaker. And and then I called him out of the blue, which I probably you know I I, I didn't totally listen to everything you said about not calling guys, but I called him. And then I was real brief in the conversation, like you've reminded us to be. And um, he he wrote me couple of emails after that and then invited me to come down to his resort and then we just started dating but I didn't stop circular dating I when I came back up I went out with other people there's somebody that I'm also interested in um as well as Robert right now and he's a, he's a fantastic guy as well and he's um real important in a big organization and how are and, you meeting these high-quality men when women say they can't do it? Well, it's basically online, but also being very involved in lots of other things. Like this particular person I met in an oming group, which is really far out there, so I don't know if we want to talk about that. But there's there's lots of different groups in in the area that I live in. Through meetup groups, I have meetup groups at my house, and I... Um, go to different um, venues of meeting groups, and I'm just always out there. I go to blues dancing on Thursday night, and that's a ball. That is so much fun. It's just so sensual, and I love doing it, and I always get asked to dance lots. And I'm, you know, I am older. Like I said, I'm 70 years old, and you probably don't think about people 70 years old going to this kind of stuff, but I do, and I'm having the most fun in my life. I just went to the eye doctor today, and she said she, said she couldn't believe that I was 70 years old. You know, she said she had to look at that twice because cause I feel so young. I feel so young-hearted, and I run my business, and it keeps me very busy. And um, I meet people sometimes through my business as well. So. Well, I, I, my first thought is I know you don't have that much time to coach a lot of clients because <laughs> you're so busy <laughs> and you're having such a ball. But I do want to let anybody know, if you don't experience right now the kind of men that the level that you want and the kind of life that you want and you don't feel vibrant, call Jamie. You know, yeah. the, the fact, it's it's easy to, to hire a 20-year-old coach to do, you know, 20-year-old things and then feel terrible when you're in your 50s. And here you're a living embodiment you know, you totally practice what you preach. So, 
you're an extremely intuitive coach too, extremely you're probably the least judgmental person I've ever met in my life. There's just nothing I couldn't say to you that you wouldn't just wow. hold me in your arms about. So I mean, you just deserve this life. But tell me wow. what it's like to to balance all of this. What do you do when you go to work and you run a staff and all you really want to do is play? Yeah. What do you do with that time? How do you manage that? It, it all sort of fits together. It just really very well fits together. Because I've, I go to a lot of self-instruction um, kind of things, things where I've learned how to deal with people. Like this last weekend, I went on a course called Circula- Circular or Circulating. Um, it has to do with being in circles and just sitting there and telling your truth or your authenticity. And I just do a lot of that kind of thing. So with my employees, I just we just all act as a family. We're just totally a family, and we're we feel very comfortable with helping each other. And I don't, you know, even though I'm the CEO and president of the company, I don't feel like I'm in any higher position than anybody else. I mean, I know I can have my decisions work, and I know I can put them forth and and have them go through, but I don't. I don't act any higher or any with any hierarchy in the in the company. So we all just get along really well. And even with my clients, I'm always on first first name basis with all of them and I just it all overflows. The love love is very important for me. Love is extremely important for me as Robert I was talking to last night was saying that it is for him. And it's it just draws it just comes out in in all of my interactions just being able to if i can have that love fulfillment in my social life it just flows into my business as well and it um enhances both so i think that's the way well, let me that. let me ask you some more questions in here because it's like to me yeah. you're the epitome of the business siren here do you have a sense that this feminine energy that you're really drawing on now in your love life is you're actually able to use it in the workplace as opposed to oh. what does it feel like in the workplace? Yeah, it's feeling messages? Do you use these tools? Yes, yes, I do. I do. How do you do it? I just do it in my emails and my talk with the different with. I find it just easier maybe to work with men than I do with women that are that I'm as a client if I have a client as a man I can just flirt a little bit you know I just put it out there but I also am business like they they have respect for the company and what I've been doing with it and I have men in my company who come along with me to business meetings and it's um it just it seems to work well to have feelings in business i i couldn't it just would be too sterile to not have those feelings appear in business as well but it's not over gushing and i'm not you know super flamboyant and feminine in my dress or how i i don't act necessarily in from the feminine role as much in business but i do act with the love feelings and the the heart meeting in business. So what is I do, it? Both. do you dress? Well, how do you dress? 
Yeah, how do I dress in a business meeting? Usually in a business meeting, I wear a business suit. I wear a pants business suit um, with a maybe a flashy scarf or something like that. And my hair is down. I don't put it up. And I put on makeup and um, wear cologne or something that you know smells nice. And I go into the meeting, and then I'm I'm businesslike. But I but I'm I've learned I've done some sales classes as well, and I use those sales techniques of like not just coming across and telling my whole story up front, but asking lots of questions and feeling into what the situation needs. So I'd say I do both. Yeah. How are those sales techniques related to the way you deal with men in a in a love way? Tell me more about the sales. Yeah, that's interesting because they they do relate. Um, this one of the sales um, rules is that you don't spill your candy in the lobby. So before you go into the movie, you buy a box of candy, but you don't let it just all fall out at the beginning. You basically ask the questions, and so or lean back and let them do. The talking is basically you let the men, or not just the men, you let the client do the talking for about seventy percent of the of the presentation, and it's not really a presentation; it's more a listening to what's happening, and then you um, you answer their questions, but you usually answer their questions with a question. It's it's really getting them to be involved. And that's very similar to what you've taught us. Um, it's very similar. How do you so. basically it sounds like you know, you're you're really listening to the other person. Do you feel like you're losing right. yourself? Do you do you think of yourself with an agenda as trying to land this client or do you honestly care about what's going on with the client and the person you're talking to? No, it's really an honest caring. It's just because of who I am and what you've taught that um, when I'm listening, I'm really listening. I don't, I'm not necessarily thinking about what I'm going to say next, but I'm really there with them trying to see what their, what their situation is, what they have as a need. And then, um, because if I just come with, with my presentation and just just throw it out there and just blab it away, they would, um, it might not necessarily be what they want or need. And so I have to learn what they want or need in order for me to be able to respond. But the, re- the responding isn't, I would basically be telling them how we can suit their needs after I've heard their needs. All right, so talking about that, this with men, if you're going to be all about a man's needs, do you find you lose yourself? No. In a in a man-woman relationship, I'm much more able to receive. I'm much more... I, I just know that that's what works in a man-woman relationship. The more I can have them do the doing, the more they're into the relationship. And I know that that works from what you've said and from my experience. So I just stand back more, let them do, 
and that's hard for me because I've always been a doer and being a CEO in a company, there is a lot of doing that has to get done. So when I change my hat with a man, when I when I'm at home or when I go out on a date or I just um I'm more am in the receiving mode, less in the doing mode. And I find that that works so much better. I just gave a little um, mini lecture to a group of women on Sunday yeah. about your techniques. And it was for about uh, 10 women in this group that I was in. And they were just enthralled. They, they just were just eating up all every single word because it's so different from how they've been behaving in relationships. And um, they just loved it and, you know, just couldn't wait to try it and try some of it. We actually did because we were in a woman's portion of this this session, this group, and the men came back in and we waited for them to come before just rushing out. It was just fun. It was just a lot of fun. But, oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. Do you find that being able to lean back in this way personally and also you said leaning back in the workplace, it is the same thing. It doesn't even feel like switching hats for me. It's a, it's a, for me it's the doing comes out of the, in the being. So it just may be a different kind of a situation. But do you find that your ability to be in this receiving space has helped you feel less needy or that you had to feel less needy before you could do it? Or is it all kind of together? I think if I understand your question, um, it it came all together. It's sort of like I, the circular dating is the key, I think. I feel like it's so important. It's so extremely important. Even if women hate doing it, they've got to do it. Because that's what saved me. That's what made me less needy, was just not being so dependent on one particular person. Um, so I think that that's the key for everything. Um, I think that I feel that I've become less needy because of the attention I've gotten from more men and also from realizing that the techniques work. They, they're really what the men want. They want, um, they want a, a woman who's not dependent in a needy way on them. They like a strong woman. I've got these men that I'm going out with. They love the fact that I'm a CEO of a company. And they, they're proud of me when we go to a meeting. Robert's always telling his friends, you know, and she has a, a architecture engineering firm. <laughs> you know, he's just, he's so proud of it. And, um, but yet with him, I'm just always careful to be in the receiving mode. To, I mean, the way that I give to him is to allow him to do and to also be very, um, praise, I praise him a lot. I mean, I just, not, not falsely, but I just appreciate him for what he's doing and I tell him how much I appreciate him. And when, you know, he does something for me, I'm just, he just knows that I appreciate it because I show it in lots of different ways. And that, that's his gift. That's what I'm giving him. And, um, huh. so, yeah. 
It's not that needy. you described that so beautifully that we all think we have to give to somebody, and all what you're saying is that your gift to him is not doing anything, is is allowing him to be your hero. But in the yeah. specific way you're talking about, you're so soft and so articulate, and God, you're a great coach. You really are. <laughs> Uh, you're mesmerizing to me. It's you always fun. have been. Yeah, it's fun. I love coaching. I love just talking about it, you know, when I get to do it. This is, this whole concept of being, oh, this is what I wanted to ask you. Does all this feel way less stressful than you used to feel? Definitely. Definitely, definitely. I'm much more in the being space, if you know what that means. I'm just much more coming from my heart, much less um, coming from my head, which means that, this, that usually when I, I mean, there's there's times still for sure that I'm coming from my head and can be worried about things, but men are becoming less of that problem. They're just... They used to be the forefront of my worries and these different guys, whether they're going to call sitting by the phone, whether they're going to want to go out on the weekend and whatever. And now I have, I'm just fine if there's, if somebody doesn't call. I just go about doing something with somebody else or, or, um, staying at home and enjoying my time, my freedom. And it's just, it's really changed that way. It, you've changed my life, Rory. <laughs> You have you have done that with your with your with your material and who you are. I can't thank you enough for saying something so sweet like that. Is that true? We're sort of at the end of this interview. Is there anything that you would really like to say that we haven't said? Otherwise, I just want to send everybody to Jamie's website. It's Coaching by Jamie Light, and Jamie is J M E E. J-N-E-E-L-I-G-H-T, all one word, coaching by jamielight.com. She's got all kinds of stuff about it being your time for love and beautiful, some beautiful writing and a beautiful free report called Musical Chairs Dating. It's really quite brilliant. And essentially, I would just thank you. Is there anything you would like to communicate or do you feel complete? No, I guess I, I feel complete, but also just for any woman out there, it's never too late. And also, there's plenty of really good men out there that are waiting to meet really wonderful women like you all who are listening. So it's 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 our time right now. Oh, thank you so much. You're so welcome. You're so uplifting, and you're not just talking about it. You're actually doing it. Please stay in touch with me and with everybody else here. You're having the most adventurous life of anyone I know. So, <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's definitely fun. Yeah. Okay, I will. Thank you so much, Jamie. Once again, coaching thank by you. Jamie Light. And thank you all. And we'll see you on the next interview. Bye bye.